It's Friday, October 8th, 2021, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 287, third time's the one where you feel my dark soul with why! Runtime for this episode is 48 minutes. Hello and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that wants to kill their brother. My name is Jeremy. I've been to hell more times than Hercules, which is saying something because that's happened at least once. I'm Tyler. I've only met her, but she seems pretty nice. My name is Zach. I feel like Hercules went to Hades, which is a distinctly different place. That is fair. If you squint, though, they're kind of the same. Not really. I mean, you look at at Hades afterlife versus the hell afterlife and... Hades actually seems a hell of a lot of a nicer place. I mean, the Bible doesn't really say anything about hell, so... I guess all of the things we have for hell come from the Inferno, and that's what everybody uses as their basis. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Dante. Yeah. We played Devil May Cry 3 this week. It's like we <laughs> planned that. We didn't. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell him that. I'm sorry. Thanks, Virgil. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Before we get to that, though, it's been like a month since we recorded this. So, Tyler, I'm going to start with you. What have you been playing? Um, I legitimately forgot that we did that on this podcast. What have I been playing? Okay, so the most recent thing is uh, James randomly pointed out that they made a remake of Act Razor. I'm like, oh, I remember that game. We remember saying that it was bad. Um, so I picked it up, and hey, it's basically the exact same game with different graphics. I was gonna point you to that one, but then I decided to uh, make a joke at Jeremy's expense instead. No, that was much funnier. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised that everybody seems interested in Act Razor. I think it's because Nintendo was like, y'all want Act Razor? We made it, so we hope you want it. And people were like, well, I guess I'm not going to say no to this perfectly good Act Razor you made me. I did notice that at the same time, all of the Castlevania portable games, the yep. Game yep. Boy ones, came out on the, on Steam at like the same time. Yes. I didn't buy them because I don't like that franchise, but they're there if you want them. They're also doing like a Castlevania bundle thing, which I think is why that at the same time what i'll say about the new act is they added a little bit they added like some interstitial scenes like cutscene things that make the plot of the game a lot more apparent like all the same things still happen but like there's enough dialogue between stuff that like makes everything make a lot more sense it looks weirdly pretty to me it's very pretty um the music is rad they did like full in some spots orchestral covers of songs and in other spots it's just straight up one electric guitar and it's rad it's an interesting choice the actual gameplay i don't think is substantially different the uh like town management stuff moves a little faster but it's like fundamentally the same game uh they added a couple like other mechanics like sometimes it's a tower defense all of a sudden um and it's not a very good one when does it become a roguelike Arguably from the beginning, actually. Did they improve the boss fights at all? Because that's the thing I remember really not enjoying about it. So, Centaurus, which is the very first boss you fight, is, I think, the exact same fight. It turns out that I was a dumb child and did not understand how to fight that fight. So, the Minotaur fight, which I think is the one that we all complained about the most. uh, Did Zach play that game with us? I don't think he did. No. Was it just you and me? Yeah, those were in the single-digit days of last time on video Uh, games. The days of yore. Uh, so remember how you had to just face tank the Minotaur? Yeah. You can, there's actual strategy now. Also, they gave you a uh, Symphony of the Night style backdash. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah, and you're invincible while you're in the middle of the dash frames, and if you face backwards, you can dash through enemies, which is actually 
a major strategy in beating a lot of bosses. So yes, they did improve the boss fights. They're not substantially different so far. I've only beat three bosses so far, so I don't know. I feel like the game only has like five bosses. Uh, I'm including the mini-bosses as bosses. Um, They are about as hard. So overall, I would say it's an improvement, but I don't think it's enough different from the original to really recommend it. That said, I am very much enjoying it. I don't know if that's necessarily... Like, I don't know that it's a good game, but I'm having fun with it. But is it a situation where you're on a nostalgia trip? A little bit. Well, it's one of those things that I, I think I pointed out actually when we recorded the episode is I have a ton of nostalgia for ActRaiser and I love that game. It's not a very good game. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a game where the idea for the game is way, way better. Like if you ex- describe the game to your friend on the playground, it sounds like the best game ever. And if you play it, they sort of fail on execution in a lot of ways. So it's a prime game for a remake in that sense. But also it seems like it's a remake where they just made it prettier and play a little better. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Like I really wanted them to buff up the simulation aspects a little bit to make that more enjoyable. So kind of a warts and all upgrade than yeah. anything else? And, like, they added stuff to the simulation, but the stuff they added is worse, even? So... It's, just a, it's a very weird game to decide to re-release, and, like, this remake took effort. It's not like they just ported it to the Switch. Yeah, what's crazy is, like, everything I can see about it is, like, the people who did this, it was produced by Square Enix, which is, like, a bonkers decision. From everything I can tell, the people who ported this game thought the original was, like, a masterpiece, and were like, there's very little we could do to improve on this. I'm like, no, there's so much you could do to improve. Why did you not do any of it? Yeah, I mean, ActRacer is a game with that sort of reputation, which I think is just because the people who really liked it are the only people who still think about it. And they're like, hey, ActRacer, and everyone watching Nintendo Direct was like, I guess (laughs) ActRacer. I heard from my great-great-grandfather that game was good. (laughs) Maybe I should check it out. I feel like most of the people watching Nintendo Direct think it's just a brand new game. This is a segue, but I really want to get everyone to play Satisfactory at some point, so I'm calling you that. You threatened it. I have threatened it, yes. I, uh, you know, mentioning that made me immediately have a uh, nostalgia kick for the custom game mode in StarCraft Kings and Knights. I don't know what this is. I remember this name, but I don't remember this game. So one, you know, a couple of players would be the Kings, and so they would control, like, an entire base worth of units like production but then like the main big hero units would be controlled by other players and you'd have to pay them to start to help you i vaguely do remember this like a precursor to the moba genre it wasn't it wasn't quite that because it was because it was like i could build an army yeah but i needed a mercy i needed one of these mercenaries on my side in order to actually do anything that's why i said precursor Speaking of precursors, Tyler, what else have you been playing? If you've been playing Jack and Daxter, you win. <laughs> I was trying to think of other games with precursors. Kotor, I think, has the precursor race also. So I, I thought that was I thought that was Mass Effect, but no, those are the Perithians. Who are well, a precursor uh, race. Uh, the Switch also got Kotor, speaking of Also, that. Kotor does have a precursor race. I don't remember exactly what they are called. I don't know if they're called precursor, but they are there. It's a Bioware staple. Yep. It's Although I don't think Dragon Age has a precursor race. It's good set dressing. Uh, what else have I been playing? Oh, I picked up Spelunky 2. Did I talk about that? I didn't even know they made Spelunky 2. Spelunk um, harder. Yeah. <laughs> Spelunk deeper, perhaps? Harder, deeper, faster, stronger. Actually, that is an accurate description of Spelunky 2 as compared to Spelunky. The you go to double hell? Uh, yeah, <laughs> actually. So you actually fight an Olmec head. Just, like, halfway through the game, which is the final boss of the first game, 
and it's like the exact same boss fight that you just had to go through, and it's just like an enemy now. It's a lot of fun. If you didn't like Spelunky, you're not going to like Spelunky 2, because it's basically, like, arguably it's just like a DLC for Spelunky. It's not super different. It's basically just harder in every way. Been a lot of fun, though. Spelunky 2, The Lost Levels. Exactly, yes, it's Spelunky 2, The Lost Levels. I actually watched a really interesting video recently where a guy was like, how many Super Mario Brothers games are there? And uh, polled a bunch of people on which games they think are part of the mainline Super Mario Brothers franchise, and the answer is about 18, but as few as 3, and as many as, like, 50? <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> Mario Strikers is definitely in there, but Mario Party, get that out of here. <laughs> Mario Golf, get that Strikers nonsense out of here. Yeah, golf has important lore, for sure. Um, <laughs> Tennis introduced Waluigi, so it's no, important yep. canonical. That's fair. That's, Sakurai hates it. <laughs> what else have I been playing? I'm almost done with Hollow Knight. I'm doing the, like, clean up everything to get 100% completion stuff right now. I'm at, like, 93%. Although I don't know what I'm missing, so it's going to be a bit of a slog to figure that out. What? else have I been in the middle of? I feel like I've been playing something on the Switch occasionally, but I don't It's Smash. That doesn't count. As you say, was it Devil May Cry 3? No, I played that on PC. Um, like a rube. I thought I told you to buy it on Switch because it was I was on too sale. late. But oh. by the time I went to go buy it, it was no longer on sale. So. I was too late, Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> it was I, no longer on sale. What else? No, I've been playing something else. I've been playing a little bit of Raft just to, like, chill. Um, it's... A surprisingly fun game. I'm slightly further up the tech tree than we got that one night that we played it. Raft. Okay, I heard Raft. Oh. And I'm like, what <laughs> is this game? Yeah, okay, wait. I'm going to have to look it up really quick because otherwise it's going to bug me the entire time and then I'm going to realize it halfway through Zach's segment because that's how this works. I mean, it's a podcast tradition. Why would you change it now? Oh, that's the other game I picked up, finally, years too late to be useful, Um, is my friend Pedro, which is fun it's like a that's uh, the banana game right uh call it the banana yes well, okay marketing but... wise i'm thinking of the right game right yeah yeah for sure you play a i assume schizophrenic whose best friend is a hallucinatory banana the real thing or the, i guess the draw is that you have like a bullet time meter and it's gunfu glory it's like a weird 2d platformer where you do a bunch of stupid gun tricks and it's a lot of fun highly recommend Man, I was just thinking, speaking of stupid gun tricks, what happened to Newgrounds when Flash died? Part of me wants to go there like an anthropologist at an archaeological site, but... I did do that for the, exactly this reason, and it turns out they actually shifted off of Flash and onto, like... It, so they have their own Flash emulator that they run natively <laughs> inside of their site for old stuff. And for new stuff, I assume they just use, like, standard whatever the... I, I don't know, I don't do media creation anymore, so whatever the standards are now. They actually run an emulator on their site to support old Flash games. Isn't, isn't this technically media creation? What we're doing right now? No. <clears throat> this is art. <laughs> <laughs> you got a funny definition of art. And also media, by de by extension. <laughs> uh, so what else have you been mediating, Tyler? I think that's it. I've been, like, reading a lot and, like, playing guitar like a schlub. All so. right, since you mentioned reading, we have to have the traditional at this point. How far are you in Spider? I picked up a new book of Spider, so I finally finished that book-ass book I was reading, and I'm now reading some Spider. So. Which volume is that? Do you remember? It's either four or five. I don't, it's like, it's sitting on top of a stack of books in that other room right now, so I can just go look at it. I think it's four. 
So not very far, but I, I just like quizzing you on that. It's it's at this point, it's just a joy for me. I, I'm also reading Witch Hat Atelier, uh, which is a delightful manga about uh, adorable witches in training, and also one of them has a cursed dark secret. So you know, it's just anime. Okay, what what else do I need to read? I need to finish reading Volume Three of Villainous, Volume Nine of Shield Hero, Two through Five of Evangelion. So when you say Evangelion, you do mean that Evangelion, alt, like, like fan novel fiction. anime, yes. yes. <laughs> the, the official fan fiction. I've got five volumes of a difference here. Yeah, I've got a lot to read. So what have you been playing, Reads Man? My gotcha games, obviously, because... They gotcha. They gotcha. No, they got you. I've been out. For, <laughs> I've been clean for over a year now. <laughs> yeah, but you hang around with me. They'll get you again. It's just a matter of which one is it going to be. The one that you actually have interest in or either of the other two that I'm the only one in the planet who cares about. I mean, uh, statistically speaking, a lot of people like ship girls is what I found on my journeys to the internet. What I have found is that Azure Lane is one of the most popular apps in the world right now. It's just not super popular in America. so And not super popular with my circle of friends. Also that. It, that actually makes sense. It's super friendly, actually, for even for free to play, it's super friendly. Is that what they're calling it these days? Anyway, so after that, I've been playing a bit of League. I was playing a game, and like it was one of those back and forth games. And at the end, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to attack this Nexus the entire time. And that and, works. And one of their only one of their guys is like, we have to kill this. We have to kill this catfish. And I was like, no, you you can't kill me. Like alone, you can't kill me. And then his friends came over like, we'll, we'll help you kill that catfish. I'm like, your Nexus only has like a third of life left. I can kill this. Turns out if you kill the Nexus, you do win. You do win if you kill the Nexus. I think I might watch Worlds. The format is bonkers enough that I'm kind of interested. I do in need it. to do my pickums for Worlds, which is basically going to be pick whatever Korean teams happen to be playing and put them in pick the finals. Pick the Chinese teams. Korea's bad this year. All right, I'll take that as a hint. What What um, is the format that makes it wild, out of curiosity? Oh, well, they finally have accepted that they should take four seeds from China and Korea, four teams, and bring them to Worlds. But the fourth team of China and the fourth team of Korea are the lowest possible seed, when they're probably, like, the sixth and seventh best teams in the tournament. They're certainly better than pretty much anything coming out of America. So they have to go through play-ins with, like, the team from Turkey and the team... And, like... PSG Talon, which is a Taiwanese team, is a tier one team in this format. They are the worst team in their group. So you're just going to get lots of wild stuff like that. And Chovy and Faker will be there. I mean, it might be fun to, to watch. Like, there might be an upset yeah. or something. But there, there, oh, There's a lot of potential for ups upsets once you get the root groups, but play-ins are going to be wild. Chovy, the best player in the world, is in play-ins with a bunch of schlubs. He's <laughs> going to murder them in lane. Or, because he's Chovy, his whole team will be so heavy that he somehow loses. But, anyway, so I've, I've played quite a bit of, of League of Legends, because that's, like Tyler plays Raft Unwind, I play League of Legends. Seems like One a bad of these choice. is a better choice than the other. Um, I have a quick interjection. I beat all of Slay the Spire on a second platform, so. <laughs> I was waiting for whatever game you had forgotten about. Uh, I deleted it off my phone, so I don't just randomly pull up Slay the Spire and play it. So, I'm done with it for a while, finally. Get Azure Lane. Um, well, I'm currently playing Seven Wonders as my time waster on my phone, so we'll but see. But Seven Wonders doesn't have Ship Girl. Have you seen how adorable Shimakaze is? No, it does have uh, cute Hammurabi, though, so... <laughs> Hammurabi girls are my favorite. <laughs> I played an entire game of Civ. 
Five? Yeah, five. Because fuck six. I hate that game. Um, Which is great. Is the official position of the podcast. <laughs> the hell it is. Uh, Which we, is funny because you used to hate six. Well, yeah, it so. took me a while. We played some Siege. That's true. I wasn't there. I wish I was there. I was not. It was interesting as a game because um, I'm not used to being the worst player on my team. And you weren't. It was me. I was the (laughs) second worst player on my team. I had a couple of games where it came down to me to try and save the whole thing. I got very close in one game. I couldn't save it, though. I got three of four guys I needed to kill. What what I'll say is Chris and Kevin were pretty solid. The rando was usually all right. And then we were there. <laughs> we were there, possibly participating. Um, I, I considered it a good game if I got a kill. So <laughs> High five. I mean, then you go one for one, right? No, I mean, I killed the entire game. Not <laughs> all five <laughs> rounds. <laughs> ah, I see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was at least one game where it was like, all right, Chris just aced the en- enemy team. I don't feel like you need us. <laughs> no, we're there to be cannon fodder. That's found him. How did you find him? He shot me in the face. Yeah, Goku doesn't need Krillin, but boy, does he feel better having him around. He <laughs> certainly doesn't need Yamcha. <laughs> uh, that is actually. It's funny you mentioned that. I played some Dragon Ball Fighters. That game's fine. I, I was should... actually playing the story mode for just the lulls. Um, and turns out your character level out of story mode carries over. So I'm playing the super mo- the the super. Uh, levels for the campaign and i'm like yes here's my level 67 normal goku against level two bad guy i hit him once and he died i forgot there are levels in that i should finish the story mode of that so i can unlock android and 21 yeah exactly like i said android 21 that's what i said the first time (laughs) the power of editing it is (laughs) Um, so I, i played a bit of that on sunday and then i actually spent most of my game time playing the bigs too which is an Xbox 360 arcade baseball game from what from year, Zach? 2008. So Peyton I, Manning I, was still on the Colts. He's I, not a baseballer, but he was I still on the Colts. I don't think any of the players on the Rockies, at least in the roster for this game, are still playing for the Rockies. Like I said, Steven Spielberg is. That's a joke for only locals and only a very specific set of locals. <laughs> Do, do we actually have a player named Steven Spielberg? We did. He is now the color guy on the telecast. Okay. He, or not Ryan's, color guy. Ryan Spielberg's? I th- uh, yeah, it is Ryan Spielberg's. Never mind. You're, you're right. Never mind. He's, I don't know baseballers. Okay, don't so he, he's the he's the color guy now? He's not actually, like, the during the broadcast color guy. He's, like, the guy they bring in to do analysis and stuff. During COVID, he was in his basement the entire time, and it was great. That does actually kind of track with what his personality seemed to be. Yes. It is It is wild to play this game and be like, wow, in this game in 2008, the Mets were a good team. And uh, so it, that's been rather fun. It, like I said, it's an arcade baseball game. So like you can charge up a meter. There's turbo. If you get the meter entirely full, you hit both buttons, and you can... You know, you get four swings on four pitches, and if you hit all four of them, it's a grand slam immediately. So there's, like, you get different points based on what base hits, stolen bases. You know, you can do ridiculous things, like, uh, due to the legendary glove jumping, like, 30 feet in the air to catch a ball. Can you steal first? You cannot steal first. Uh, That is one thing you cannot do. I feel like that's what baseball needs added to it, so... Is this basically the NBA jam of baseball? I was thinking of it more as blitz of baseball, but yeah, you get the right idea. 
Like it, it has baseball. Like you can see baseball there, but it is rung through the let's have fun meter so much <laughs> that like it's people jumping ten feet, twenty feet in the air to catch a baseball. And this is baseball, so you need to throw it through that machine for a while. I actually don't mind wa- uh, listening to baseball, but it's one of those things that I cannot sit down and watch. I just can't do it. Now, cricket. I enjoy <laughs> watching it with a hot dog in one hand and a Mike's Hard Lemonade in the other while I am in a stand, but I'm not allowed to eat either of those anymore, so. Well, also, if you're going to the stadium, you also need to make sure to stop by the ATM and sell your car to afford that Mike's and hot dog. And wear six masks, because the people who aren't vaccinated won't. I feel like there was something else. There must have been something else, but I can't think of it right now. And unlike Tyler, I won't remember it midway through Jeremy's. I played a bit of SD Generation Gundam Crossrays, a bit more of that. Other than that, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I've played a lot of League recently. You know, it's mainly because League is the game that I just go to. It's like, I'll just pop this open, play an ARAM. It's about 20 minutes. But then I find myself doing the one more. Yep. And I look up and go, it's Smash Brothers it's for seven. Tyler. Yep, hey, exactly. Did you get out of the Pokemon Unite hole? Uh, well, I think I'm going to go dive back in. I just, <laughs> I have not had a lot of free time in the mornings, which is when I have been playing it. Yeah. So Mornings are for MOBAs. That's what your coffee cup says, right? Yeah, mornings are for MOBAs, and evenings are for eclectic taste. <laughs> we do need to get on at some point and play Payday. Why Payday, specifically? Out because of all there's the some possible DLC games. on there that I want to play, but I want to play it with a... With a team? That's fair. I, I have not paid any attention to the Payday 2 DLC for a while. Um, also, we need to play games together in general. You need to be online more often. Anything else, Zach? I think that's about it. What have you been doing, Jeremy? Uh, so according to Steam, I've played 40 hours of Humankind. Most of my Humankind play has been offline. So, that. Yeah, um, you played 22 minutes of Humankind, Tyler. I did, yeah, I got through part of the tutorial. I have not finished the tutorial Part yet. of me just wants to, like, play it with you and tutorial you through it. I, I, think that I, might I be honestly fun. feel like that might be more effective, also, than their tutorial. Yes, and no, the thing is, I'm not an expert on Humankind, despite all those hours, because there's lots of UI problems with it. My takeaway after all this time with Humankind, which is a tremendous time to spend with it, is that the game's not quite done yet. And I don't mean that in, like, a Metal Gear Solid 5 way or a Devil May Cry 5 way. I mean it more like a Civilization 5 at launch way. Yeah. Where six patches in, this game could be something really special. But boy, is it not there yet. And I kind of, I stopped playing it, like, two weeks ago. Because they've done one major patch since then, but there's a part of me that doesn't want to play it until it's more settled. Like, several major patches? Yeah, because... The patch completely changed the way religion works in the game, which is probably for the best, but there's got there didn't even do any balance changes to civilizations, and there's some obvious ones, but I think that was the right call because they're messing with core systems, and that is going to have a huge effect on balance. I don't remember if it was on the mics or not, but I talked about how the Holy Roman Empire is really bad with you guys, yeah. but that was because religion was... Religious points were worthless because you got all of yours based on your first belief choice, and they fixed that. So now they might be good. I don't know. I I agree with you. Since they're tinkering with the internals, don't mess with the civilizations until you've got the internals figured out because you don't want to tinker with them and be like, oh, yeah, we'll move these guys up because they're performing really badly. 
and then mess with the core system underneath and make them exceedingly powerful to the extent where it's like, why pick anything else? And then the Smithian Brute will make a video about yeah. it. It's more that the Khmer and some of the civilizations, like the Khmer, are so obviously completely broken, like the Khmer, that they need to be nerfed, obviously, like the Khmer. <laughs> there is literally no reason to choose anything else on that tier. They give you food, they give you a ridiculous amount of production, they give you Angkor Wat, they give you elephants with ballista on them. <laughs> All right, I have to ask. It sounded like you said they give you elephants with ballista on them. Yes, I did. There is... I never knew I wanted this in my life I until I just, just now. How do, I assume it's like a ballista on a... Okay, so practically speaking, how would you aim that? I don't know. It's a real thing that the Cambodian Empire had at the time. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with the fact that they existed, but I've never thought about the practicality of, like, the elephant can't, like, bend over to, like... So it's got to be, like, on a swivel? Or something? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, if you put it on a swivel with a lever to, to point it yeah. up and down. I mean, that's that's pretty basic technology. There's a narrator to humankind who has a very Douglas Adams-esque sense of humor who will comment as like a quote for every civilization if you pick it. And for the Khmer, it's like, for the Khmer, we present you sophisticated engineering and ballista-equipped elephants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really good. <laughs> uh, Japan is uh, religion and honor form the backbone of the culture. But where would we be without sushi and manga? <laughs> <laughs> also pretty good. Do approve. Some of them are good. Some of them are, are less good. But yeah, it, it's very difficult to talk about the game because it's in such a state. And I feel like by the time this episode comes out, there will be another major patch. It's got a number of systems I deeply love as compared to Civ. The way war works and diplomacy works, I really, really like. But then there are other systems that just feel like they're hidden by the game and some that feel like they're not interactable yet. And it's got this real weird snowballing problem where the first three eras of the game feel really, really good. And then the fourth, fifth, and sixth eras take about as long as one of them. Huh. And, and you... And, like, there's some degree to which that feels realistic because you get into the industrial era and your production snowballs out of control. But it also just feels like suddenly your civilization has become a rocket ship blasting off into space. I mean, depending on what you feel, like, getting to the end game super quick after the long intro to it, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, it feels very weird. <laughs> um, the game plays way faster than Civilization, and I think that's good. And I don't see how you, you save that while making the end game feel more satisfying it's just very weird the game very much feels like it's over at a sudden it's just suddenly over it feels like you go from i have knights to and now i have nukes and now it's over <laughs> i'm pretty sure that tracks though yeah like so <laughs> but the thing i way prefer civilization where suddenly turns start out being a hundred years and then our 50 years and then our 10 years and by the end our one year so that you don't get that yeah I assumed it did the similar time scaling thing. I mean, but... it doesn't give you an approximate year the way Civ does, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels, like I said, because at the end, it's like you blink and you go from, we invented flight, to we have super jets and intergalactic missiles, to we are in space, to it's over. I mean, on a uh, human history scale, that's kind of how it yeah, works. Yeah, I was going to say that's yes. accurate, but also maybe not Because, I mean, when play. you look at it, we first took off in the you know, early 1900s, and then we were on the moon 60 years later. Especially since air support and missiles have their own systems in the game. They behave uniquely from other units, and you don't really have any time to play around with those. 
that is a bit of a disappointment that you don't get to play with some of uh, some fun, cool systems. Like conversely, though, in single player, that's about where a human player is going to, if they're at all competent at the game, just eclipse the AI. So there's some degree to which I think it's okay. It just is very odd and interesting. Also, the Neolithic era is just completely random, and you either get the best start ever and are invincible, or you restart the game immediately because this is. I'm wondering how that plays out with like actual humans as opponents. Uh. Just more dramatically so, is my understanding. From the, I've watched a few multiplayer games from some Civ players that I really like the content of, and they're basically like, yeah, either you get a bunch of food and you multiply like crazy and you own the world at the start, or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think the game has a ton of super interesting systems. I really think they could have something great, like I said, in six, seven, eight patches, maybe. I'm hoping they do. Um, I, I like Civ a lot, but I've wanted a game that is Civ, but not Civ, and most of the games that are trying to be Civ competitors are just Civ with other <laughs> stapled on. Yeah, this is the most, this is the game that the most executes that, I think. And like I said, it has stuff that I think is really, really good. The way diplomacy works, I really like. I really like, I mostly like the war system. And they did fix some of the problems, like the fact that you could not do naval sieges. So if, if the AI just got an island, they were invincible because you could not siege them from the sea. Well. That's historically accurate, right? Uh-huh. There's no blockades. What are you talking about? Yeah, there's never been any instance where battleships have been shelling I, I, I think, shore targets. I think it's a th- especially seemed worse because the tech that unlocks modern infantry is called amphibious warfare. And, like, the picture for it is Normandy. Checks out. Uh, for whatever reason, that just reminds me of one of the funny stories about the Texas at Normandy. They flooded part of their ship. So that they could raise the guns high enough to shoot all of their targets. (laughs) The only other thing I've really been playing besides the assignment is Final Fantasy XIV and, like, League of Legends and Smash Bros. I do not think I have much to report on that. I need to finish writing that. Yes, Zach has secretly been the writer of Final Fantasy XIV, and he really needs to get Endwalker done before (laughs) before it comes out in a month. (laughs) I'm laying the tracks as it's coming. No, I I was just... Sorry, just thinking out loud. It's fine. I've got to review that I've been writing. 14 and i just I, I just haven't finished it that's all uh so the other thing i've been playing is a bit of devil may cry 3 our assignment and i was going to always call devil may cry 3 because this is a game i played a fair amount as a kid that i really liked and i don't necessarily regret calling it but calling it so close to dark souls feels like a huge mistake just because i think it's a game that's on the line from legend of zelda to dark souls this game is on that trajectory, but it's not nearly as close to Dark Souls as I thought it was. And it hasn't quite branched off into a different tree that we see. Because Dark Souls is down one evolutionary tree, and what would later be this guy's other games, like Bayonetta and uh, Vanquish, are down a different path. I feel like this is closer to Bayonetta, though. Oh, for sure. Of course it is, because they're made by the same guy. Yeah. I will say, I like the combat in this better than I like the combat in Bayonetta, which is maybe why I keep bouncing off of Bayonetta. Huh, that's interesting, because I prefer the combat in Bayonetta. Bayonetta has never grabbed me, but I do kind of feel like it's got a more solid foundation. I mean, Bayonetta feels like Devil May Cry 4, right? Yeah, It feels like they took the stuff here and made it a little better. Man, I also remember being a high schooler and thinking Dante was so cool, and I knew I sucked and was lame as a high schooler, but boy did I never feel it more than watching Dante in some of these cutscenes eating pizza and telling people to pay for that, and he's just so Sonic the Hedgehog. I feel like he should just be like, you're too slow. Man, this first... uh, 
<laughs> I wanted to put Dante's face through a toilet lid. Excuse me while I look up Dante the Hedgehog. <laughs> I mean, it's a mistake, but it's your mistake. Uh, yep. He is such a prick. Yes. And I remember loving this guy because I was a terrible teenager. Like most teenagers, it turns out. I don't think I ever really liked Dante, but it's hard to say. I, when I was a teenager, I was a bit of a prick. So Devil May Cry 3 makes some, I think, very important additions to the Devil May Cry formula, in particular the style system, which I actually really like. I do think the Switch version that lets you level them all up at once is better, because needing to level them up separately is just kind of grindy. And but it doesn't feel too bad. They level up pretty quick. Well, and generally speaking, if you have to level them up one at a time, like you do here, you're probably going to find the one that you like, and you won't really touch the other ones. Uh, I actually like Switch. One of the things that the HD version does is allow you to switch between them on the fly, and I think that is such an improvement. They took that from Devil May Cry 5, where that's just how Dante works. But yeah, I did not activate that mode, because I'm like, I, I will play this the pure way, the way that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it sucks, but I think having to choose your option does make it interesting, because it makes the loadout screen at the beginning, where you have to pick two weapons in a style, kind of a meaningful choice. And... There are definitely some styles that are better than others. Royal Garden Trickster are good, and the others are not. <laughs> but depending on your play style, you can make any of them work. I'm actually a surprising fan of Swordmaster, although Trickster also very good. I mean, they all have something. Swordmaster lets you do air combos, which makes it feel more like a fighting game. And is fun. Gunslinger is just crap because the guns suck. <laughs> yep. No one likes Gunslinger. Uh, I feel like the shotgun Gunslinger move where you attack everything around you is actually pretty good. So that's why the ability to switch between them on the fly, I think, was an excellent addition, is because you can just switch to gun mode when you go into gun mode, and then switch back to anything else <laughs> when you're done with your guns. Like other Devil May Cry games, you have guns that technically do damage, and they're safer because the thing you're shooting is over there and you're not. <laughs> and melee weapons, which are just like a pseudo-fighting game that's like hey, gives you a letter grade the more you do a cool combo. Yeah, I was going to say, guns are useful, I think, for extending your combos when you have to close the distance between you and the enemy way over there. That's mostly what I use them for. And the game has passable enemy design, where there are certain enemies you definitely want to keep away from you, like the exploding things early on. And like you said, the guns are sometimes useful. You can also use them to keep yourself in the air longer to avoid attacks, so that's useful. The guns definitely have a place, but it, they feel more like a tool than a weapon a lot of the time. Yeah. And they're not, I hate saying this about them, but they're not even like a particularly fun tool. They're not. Because no. they don't really give you any additional options like fun tools usually do. They're there entirely for extending your combo. Yeah, as I think far that's. As I'm concerned. I mean, I use them again heavily against a, a boss that I fought, but I will freely admit I fought that boss in probably the worst way possible. There is something to be said for the game letting you do that, though, right? Mm -hmm. As much as it's very clearly is not the way you're supposed to take that, that boss, but evidenced by the fact that it takes you 50 years of shooting bullets while reading a magazine, the game will let you do that if you want. You're kind of taking the fun out of it for yourself, but... Well, it, I only did it because I couldn't land on the stupid thing, so I was like, alright, just do as much damage as I can until I get my second try. Like the original Devil May Cry, it uses a fixed camera system. I think it's much better. It does, in my opinion, a much better job of placing the camera in certain places, and it's much easier to tell where you can manipulate it. The biggest thing probably is that they fix the problem where sometimes you will change camera planes and go to Nevada because the <laughs> game has decided that up means you should do a 180. It, they have fixed that problem entirely. I mean, it is better, but it's still a, a kind of a pain on its own because there there were multiple times playing this game where 
I was attacking something that was off screen because the camera wouldn't let me look at it. And I very rarely had that happen, but... And it, like it, it also wasn't your friend, right? Like the, the camera's not helpful, but it's. I mean, I don't it's feel not like a. It, now it's no longer an active antagonist, exactly. like it was in games like Dino Crisis Three, where it seemed like the camera was trying to kill you. But it's not your friend. It's just like, you know, it's that it's that guy you met once. And you're like, all right, I think I know you. <laughs> there are some cool weapons. The I think much cooler than the first game. They kind of leaned into the rule of cool thing that is Devil May Cry here. I feel like Devil May Cry three is in many ways where the where Devil May Cry found itself, which is weird because yep. then we go into four, a nothing game, and then DMC, a, a, a spectacular a failure, and then Devil May Cry five, which is very different. But I feel like all the flavor of Devil May Cry is here with like the twin swords, one fire, one ice. The ice nunchucks, the electric guitar that shoots electricity. Yep. I feel like five got a lot of the same kind of vibes out of out of three, especially with Dante's options. I agree even with Nero you. is kind of the same way. V is just like this weird outlier in that game, but I I get a lot of the same vibes in that one. But that feels like they're trying to throw back to three because they've gone through four and this weird reboot. Three was twelve years ago. My God, I'm so old. Um, <laughs> Although I would agree with you. I think that's one of the reasons 5 was a success. Because 5 plays as well as you remember 3 plays. <laughs> and 5 is just legitimately a very good game. Yeah. And like I said, it plays as well as I remember this game being. Also, I was so bad at video games when I was a high schooler, it turns out. Because I could not get past those, like, I don't even think I got to the Fire and Ice in. Okay. Yeah. I did not want to play much further past that, but I did get past that. Yeah, so did I this time. Easily. And I, I stopped playing this game because I kept comparing it to Dark Souls in my head, and it just didn't have the same combat satisfaction to me. And I didn't want to keep going. I uh, just beat that worm was the last thing that I did, but that was because, like I said, I, I boot up my 360 and was like, I really like the bigs. I want to try playing that a little bit. And then just <laughs> got sucked into this baseball. Well, we got like one boss further. That is not much yeah. difference between where you got and where we got. What I will say is I had a fair amount of fun with this game. Like, So did I. There are some frustrating camera stuff. I wish the bo the enemies were a little more telegraphed, but they're not unfair, right? It's not full cheese. It's just once you've played Dark Souls, you want all enemies to behave like Dark Souls enemies, and they don't. Well, yep. it depends, because like, maybe it's because I, I actually played Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2. I wanted them to... I wanted the enemies to feel a little bit closer to the later editions of the of this genre of game where on actually it was more of my controls the the dash ability and the dodge abilities weren't great for getting out of the way whereas i've gotten myself used to hey an enemy is attacking me press you know b or whatever it is and i can slow down time and get out of the way yeah i think my problem with this game and also by extension my problem with bayonetta is i have played too many games with arkham's combat system and I really like the challenge things in Arkham because they feel like a fight puzzle to me, and I want this game to be a fight puzzle, but it's not. The Arkham games? Mm hmm That's the Assassin's Creed engine system. Yeah, but better. That's terrible. It's, I can see why you would compare the two, but that's like saying that McDonald's and Five Guys are the same thing. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I mean, they're made of the same ingredients, don't get me wrong. But one of them, somebody cared about for two <laughs> seconds while he put it on the grill. Oh. And then buried it in fries. Um, I just <laughs> Yeah, one comes with too many fries, Zach. <laughs> I, uh, it's also been a while since I played the Arkham games. But it felt, when I played those, it felt very similar. Not to the same degree as the Assassin's Creed counter combat. Because 
let's be honest, Assassin's Creed is almost exclusively wait for them to attack you and then counter, whereas there was still a lot of quick time events going on in Arkham. Yeah, so the way Arkham works is you pummel people, and then occasionally you have to interrupt pummeling people to counter. And also, the thing Arkham has over Assassin's Creed is enemies with ranged weapons that you have to deal with, because enemies with ranged weapons in Arkham don't play by the melee rules, so you have to do something to deal with some guys who are trying to go get some guns every so often. Which means you have to incorporate your handful of ranged options. Anything else we want to say about Devil May Cry? You want to talk about some of the bosses, Tyler. and. They're interesting. They all have, like, gimmicks to them. But the game does the thing where it just lets you kill them however you want. And I think in some ways that's to its detriment. That's actually pretty much exactly what I wanted to say about it, is I feel like the bosses are well enough designed. They're pretty passable. I think they're the most fun enemies to fight in the game. But also, like you said, you can just wail on them. And that's one of them in particular that's actually just the secret is just beat them repeatedly and you win. I feel like that's one of those problems that you run into a lot of games in the genre. Because I know I've I've had the same thing with like Bayonetta. When it's like, okay, we have 900,000 combos. And I'm like, which one lets me just wail on them? Because once combat has actually started, I'm not going to be thinking of your combo list. I'm thinking of what is going to let me survive right now yeah but like that worm boss you fought zach the way you are supposed to fight that is to jump on its head as it comes out of a tunnel and just wail on its head and you ride it and it's satisfied and the way you beat that was by standing 50 yards away and slowly shooting it with your guns and there's definitely something to be said for letting you do that but the more fun experience is jumping on its head and wailing on it and it's also the in air quotes more skilled expression too dark souls would make you learn how to jump on that goddamn thing's head and beat it I mean, that's not a perfect example. Dark Souls also lets you beat things however you want. But that's why it's an incredible A-class game. Anything else we want to say on Devil May Cry 3? The weapon variety is pretty good. Um, I we, we briefly touched on the weapons, but I feel like they all serve very specific niches, and I do like that. I only had the... The start, the basically the starting ones. I had the, the nunchucks, the sword, the shotgun, and the twin pistols. And, like, I tried using the shotgun, but... Honestly, it felt even less satisfying than the pistols because it didn't really keep things away from me in the same way that the pistols did to help me, like, get a jump on something. Yeah, weirdly, the shotgun is, like, a damaging gun, but only at close range, and if you're at close range, then you have a sword. That's what the sword's for. All right, so we have a list on our website, www.lastpodcast.com, listing all the games we've played from best to worst. At the top, we have Chrono Trigger. At the bottom, we have City Connection. And at the middle, we have Blades of Steel. So I think it's definitely better than Devil May Cry. Are you guys going to argue me on that? The first one? Yeah. Yes, I would agree with you. And then it gets tricky. Because I've scrolled too high already. Well, it is a trickster. Um, hmm, no, that's not appropriate. But also a royal guard. (laughs) Okay, these games are contemporary. How do we think it compares to Sonic Adventure 2 Battle? I have more nostalgia for Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! I think Devil May Cry is the better game, but I agree I have more nostalgia for Sonic Adventure 2, colon, battle. I have more nostalgia for Sonic 2, but I think I'm going to go the other way from you, Tyler. I think Sonic 2 actually ends up being a bit of a better game, because in part it gives you a lot more options. See, I think, Zach, you're not, like, letting nostalgia cloud your judgment. You're letting yourself forget all the the two-thirds of Sonic Adventure 2 is the battle that's terrible and remembering all the Sonic and Shadow stuff. Yes, exactly. Which, and if that game was just that, I think I would agree with you, but it's not, so I doubt. I, 
Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm reading into it, but that's my read. Just remember the knuckles searching for stuff, rap. (laughs) Pumpkin Hill, yo, yo, we're gotta get it somewhere. There was a ghost. I got leery. The treasure hunt. (laughs) Oh, no, you're right. No. (laughs) No. So we've defeated Zack. So actually, it's another Capcom game, and I was going to scroll higher, but how do we think it compares to Mega Man X3, the least of the Mega Man's X? Because I don't think I like it as much as that, actually. I think I prefer it to the Mega Man's. I'm really torn on this one. I think I would put Devil May Cry above X3, but, like, just barely. Probably below X2, then? Probably below X2. I have a surprising amount of fondness for X2. How do we think it compares to Shantae? (laughs) Well, I know what I want. I know what my heart wants me to say, but my forebrain says Devil May Cry, so. I don't think that's your heart in that case. No, my, I did not let my heart speak, because my heart wants Shantae to be at the top of this list. And it no, not. I don't think it's your heart that wants Shantae <laughs> to be at the top of this list. <laughs> I guess Shantae, Shantae is different now than Shantae was when we played Shantae, huh? As a, <laughs> as a media entity. That's true. Uh, I think I would put Devil May Cry over it. Oh, well, I know I would, so. So the final question, is Devil May Cry 3 better or worse than Soul Calibur? The original? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. That's a really interesting question. They have. I think it's better than the original Soul Calibur. I also do. I'm willing to hear counter arguments if you want to try. Because one, I think Soul Calibur really got good at Soul Calibur three. Weirdly enough, I would say Soul Calibur two. Or actually, I think Soul Calibur three is better than two, but I think two is genuinely good. Me too. Two or three is the one I played the most of because that was the one that had the weird like strategy game that could also wipe your memory card. Which was a lot card. of fun, yes. I liked that a lot. See, um, I remember that as the one that didn't work because it wiped your memory card. Yeah, I had that happen three different times. Um, I no- That was the good one, the one that wiped your memory card. Yep. <laughs> Go on, Specifically, it just corrupted your Soul Calibur save data. My problem is I think I agree with both of you. I think I prefer Devil May Cry, but like, that's an interesting comparison, though. They share a weird amount of DNA, I feel. And yet... Dante has never been in a Soul, in a Soul Calibur game. I and he would fit right in, right? But it's you know so who weird. has been a, in a Soul Calibur Link, game? Spawn, Yoda, Spawn, Cosmos. Really? Yes. I did not know if she was kinda. In Soul Calibur three, you oh, could in the character, in creator. The character creator. That doesn't I mean, count. Two B is legit in Soul Calibur six, though. Yes, she is. Yeah, and again, she fits right in. So Soul Calibur's got a wild cast. She's actually kind of fun too. Evan Plater. Uh, so. Devil May Cry 3 goes at number 49, above Shantae and below Soul Calibur. That, I'm weirdly satisfied with that ranking for it. So. It seems high to me, but I think a lot of it is, I am comparing it to Dark Souls, our number 4 game, in my <laughs> head all the time, and it ain't no number 4 game. There's a pretty big gap between number 40 and number 4. That is true. What are we playing next week, Tyler? And by next week, I mean, I don't know, in a thousand years when we record this podcast again, when the stars are in <laughs> podcast alignment. Whenever we get around to it. Um... I meant to call this forever ago, and Zach pointed out to me that I forgot to call this, and I thought we had already played it for the podcast. Yeah, right before I was about to point yep. out to you that uh, you had forgot to call it. Uh, so, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, I think the trilogy, because that's how it's available now. So, Do we want to focus on one? Do we want to just say Ace Attorney 1? I know it's as a trilogy, but... Yeah, and I, I think on that one, uh, 1 or 3 is the one to do. 2 is less good. So, so 1 or 3, which one? 1. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I remember looking at it and going, oh, I never played that. It's on my list, but it's one of the games I've never actually played. And Tyler goes, we haven't? And I'm like, no, I got it because it was on sale. And you said you wanted to call it for the podcast. And he was like, I never called it. 
Yep. Nope. <laughs> nope. I completely forgot. So that game. Objection. Yeah. So you you took that one, which I was going to use, but that's fine because I also wanted next time on last time double Capcom. What does it mean? <laughs> Thank you.